0: ah yes ladies and gentlemen it's monday night that means we just watch monday night raw and here on wrestling inc that means it's time to break it down i'm jack farmer of course i'm joined by raj gary and justin labar fellas before we get into all the important news and stuff that happened on the show tonight how are you
1: i'm good man i feel like i need do they still make jolt cola
0: I feel like I need like seven
1: of those after <laughs> Ra night. Just that just sucked the energy out of me. It was just uh I didn't get need, what's up? You need Joel Cola for
0: all the work you've been doing, right? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. been it's been a busy weekend. Yeah, you've been you've definitely been busy. You've been uh posting up a lot of stuff across all wrestling uh news sources. Or I guess you've you've been breaking the big news this week.
1: Yeah, there were yeah, there were. I mean, it, I didn't break Bray Wyatt. That was huge. That caught. I mean, that was a big surprise. Uh, I did break the Adam Cole thing, and, and then me and Sean uh, we jointly broke the Ric Flair stuff. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot going on, and it's interesting because remember when AEW started, WWE was just signing everybody and you know signing them to like long term deals and throwing a ton of money, and now all of a sudden they're they're letting go of people who can be a huge asset on the other show so um
2: what did Vince say in the investors meeting? He's <laughs> just gonna give them talent <laughs> yeah
1: I thought maybe he just misspoke and he meant like maybe we'll give them more competition but it seems like he did mean maybe we'll give them some more talent because Bray Wyatt I mean that's a that's a weird one
0: yeah, I, I, not to, to jump ahead with it, but it does seem like it's a, a little callous of him to say something like that right before letting someone go. Uh, as Because when I first heard him say that, I thought, oh, he's just kind of making a joke or whatever. But knowing that, I don't know if he knows, I don't know how, how much he knows about all the stuff that's going to happen with those kind of things, but it seemed a little bad, poorly timed. It's kind of poor taste to make a joke like that, like a day or two before you actually get rid of somebody.
1: Yeah, I could see talent just be feeling like it's just cold, you know, to say that and then actually do it. Um, you know, again, I, I was giving Vince the benefit of the doubt when I heard him say it. I just thought he, he must have just trailed off and was, you know, he doesn't really do many of those calls anymore. He just kind of does the opening, maybe takes one question max uh, nowadays. So, you know, he's not as uh, he's not as polished as he once was.
0: Uh, well, and, and speaking of, of the Bray Wyatt thing, the thing that was really kind of interesting to me is, um, I, you know, and I know that tweets and, and Twitter isn't necessarily the most important thing in the world, but to see how big of news it was that they let go of Bray Wyatt, I was looking at Twitter and I saw that they have a tweet up. I think it's their pinned tweet right now. And it's John Cena returning to face Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. And it has 774 comments and 14,000 likes. But opposed to that, if you look at the Bray Wyatt tweet where they said he was released, it has 17,000 comments and 42,000 likes, not to mention 31,000 retweets. So clearly that stirred things up a lot more than even John Cena returning for another title shot. I thought that was huge.
1: Yeah, I I mean, it's – it's and – the weird thing is, you know, I think a lot of people were wondering, did he request his release? You know, like, was it something that he wanted? But apparently he was, you know, kind of, according to the Observer, he was planning on returning. And uh, he was he was cleared uh, with whatever issue he had. He was cleared and he was getting ready to come back. So, yeah, it's it's a weird one.
2: The, the Bray Wyatt release, I mean, never mind that you, know, you can go through, like, uh, how much personal funding? How much personal time this guy put into his creative, you know, uh, endeavors, his different iterations of his character, and they got misused, and there would be so much potential, and then they'd have him lose to a Goldberg, or have him, you know, booked ridiculously in a Hell in a Cell or something. Um, never mind that. I mean, because you know, you can make a case for a lot of things. Like, oh, why is this person going? Why is this person going? What hurts? What what really hurts about the Bray Wyatt release is uh at least from what I've heard, Raj, I'd love to hear your side of it. This one's the one that has, seems to spook the locker room the most. This, mm-hmm. you know, like, it, Braun Strowman gets let go. Yeah, that's the big headline out of that crop of talent that gets released in early June. But, you know, may, maybe he ends up back in WWE, you know, sooner or later. But, like, you know, when, when, he, when he gets let go, you, you hear, okay, well, you know, maybe, maybe they don't have any seven-footers they need. They have almost now. That's the new project. Or, you know, you, you, there's always kind of like – Talent can be let go, and there's there's, they're always talent. There is a reason they're in WWE. They are talented, but there's always kind of like you can kind of see the justification somewhere. And even the people in the locker room go, okay, it's just part. It's just business. It's just unfortunately, it's just the nature of the business of which uh, a part of this. But Bray was so universally liked in that locker room. You know, you know, I mean, he, you know, not not the Roman Reigns style, but he was a locker room leader of sorts. He was so well liked. Everybody in that locker room that I've ever ever heard and in production, everybody else all agrees this guy has got it. He's got all, you know, there's so much you can do with him, especially in this entertainment production machine that is WWE. If you just let him kind of loose, essentially, that ever since the news dropped of him being released, I, that's what I keep seeing. Raj is like everybody, people that are there are like, OK, nothing is safe unless your name is Reigns or Cena. Literally nothing and nobody is safe. Yeah, for sure. Um, and you know, going to your point, you know, Bray Wyatt
1: basically coming up with two very different characters. Uh, you know, when he did the, you know, the just basically basically just Bray Wyatt when he was the cult leader, and then when he became the Fiend, it was completely different. Again, go back and watch that first SummerSlam match where the Fiend debuted against Finn Balor. The crowd was hot. It was awesome. And then they added in all the red lighting and and you know the it's a, the it's a terrible Hell in a Cell match and just kind of watered him down and even when he was you know with the Wyatt family if you go back and watch that uh pay-per-view they had with the shield the pay-per-view match and people are chanting like this is awesome before the match even started which is so rare to see now but people are just on their feet going nuts and he made it work again I felt like they overdid it instead of kind of saving him not having to do a promo every week they had him do a promo every week and it got a little redundant but I mean the guy he's very creative and uh He just seems like the kind of guy you'd want to keep on your roster.
0: Yeah. And he seems like the kind of person that can bring viewers with him. If he was to go somewhere else, as opposed to uh, other wrestlers who may be great, but if they jump brands, it doesn't necessarily translate into people tuning in. He's someone kind of like a CM Punk that I think is going to bring eyeballs and wherever he goes and whatever he does next, I think he will get people to tune in and will be interested in. And that's why, yeah, I think if you are a uh, a wrestler in the the locker room it's got to be a little scary cuz if he let if he's getting let go, then yeah, I don't know what would stop anyone else from being let go at any given time. Yeah. Uh, unless as mentioned they're like a a Roman Reigns or a John Cena but um, I, I know it's these releases and, and things is definitely getting people excited about the potential of them going to an AEW, which I think we're starting to see uh, in their ticket sales and things like that. AEW, uh, they sold out the United Center for Rampage in less than an hour into the general sale. Uh, All Elite Wrestling, uh, they sold out their August 20th episode of Rampage at the United Center in Chicago, Illinois. Twitter account, WrestleTicks. Which monitors ticket sales for live wrestling events broke the news. Uh, now that place has twenty three thousand seats, I believe. Does that? Do they sell the whole thing, or is and, it?
1: Well, that's the max. Um, I think with the wrestling configuration, it's probably going to be like seventeen thousand. It's probably mm-hmm. in that. Probably in that area. I mean, that's
0: that's which big is a wonders. lot.
2: Which is huge. Yeah. I mean, this will be their largest show. I think probably attendance wise. Uh, to date, and then that of course gets surpassed a month later when they go to Queens. But I mean, this the you know if they sold out the United Center, yeah, this is going to be the bigger show for them.
0: Yeah. How does? And I'm going to ask. Uh, I guess you guys on this, cause I think you're more plugged into things like ratings and whatnot than I am. Uh, is selling live events uh, a bigger deal, like outselling live events a bigger deal than winning in ratings on TV, or do you think they're just two different things? No, I, I mean. You know, the cost of a
1: taping, you know, they they have to fly everyone in and everything. So it's the TV deals where you're making your money. Um, but, you know, obviously having a, a sold out house is better than it being half sold out for sure. But yeah, um, I, I
0: definitely the TV is uh,
1: <clears> of <throat> more importance.
0: Yeah. Uh, in the chat, we have uh, David Montalvo says, is it just me or has the WWE misused the entire Rotunda family? IRS Bo, Bray, um, I I was young when IRS was around. I remember feeling like he was great,
2: I, but if I go back, maybe he was
0: misused. But, uh, uh, but.
2: IRS was a very IRS was exactly I mean, it was in the days of occupational gimmicks. He was he was a perfectly serviceable mid-card. He was a tag champion. He his gimmick fit as a tax man perfectly with Ted DiBiase. was exactly what he you know what he I'll tell you what he, he's a lot more remembered to be uh, as IRS than he than he is as V.K. Wall Street, right. <laughs> you know, um, Bo. As fun as the Bo leave thing was, I, I think Bo, and I think he would say it. You know, I think Bo bit himself, shot himself in the foot, you know, outside of the ring with some, you know, with some times of his, you know, behavior and and things that went on. But uh, Bray, I mean, yeah, Bray's the one that you look at as misused, the guy that just so, again such potential, and, and again seemed to do all the right things behind the scenes.
1: Right. And it's weird to say misused because he was champion this time last year, you know, which is right.
2: And he had a WrestleMania match with John Cena. He's had a WrestleMania match with The Undertaker. I mean, so yes, I
1: mean, two technically with John Cena.
2: Right. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, yeah, it's it just it, 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 that's all that his resume and us still people still say misused. That speaks to right. how, how grand the potential is of what you see in him and what he was doing. And it's like, how do they just not just it seems so easy. How do you screw it up? Right. Yeah.
0: Right. But well where there's a will there's a way, right? <laughs> uh, uh Van Dam Pick a Hand says which one do you pick to build with uh left hand Bray right hand Adam Cole side note why should a talent have confidence signing a long term contract with WWE um In this, uh, as as I get your guys' opinions on that and your guys' thoughts on that, uh, I want to lead in and add in to the whole news that was broke by Raj Geary right here. Adam Cole is going to become a free agent this month. Cole had been rumored to have his contract expire in 2024, but Wrestling Inc. has learned that it is expiring this month after SummerSlam. Uh, Cole's contract was actually up after the Great American Bash, but he extended it uh cole has lots of options in front of him including companies who are not even in the current wrestling space uh raj you broke this news uh i feel like you were holding out last time we were chatting i don't know how much you knew last time we chatted but i feel (laughs) bad i learned with everybody else in the world what this was going down uh tell us about this news story and uh, add in uh who would you rather build with bray or adam cole
1: Man, I mean, Adam Cole just seems like a perfect fit for AEW. Like, mm-hmm. he's just, you know, um, you don't have to be a giant there. You don't have to be, you don't have to have a lot of size. Uh, and if you're over, you're over. And you get put on TV. And I think he would just fit in great. You know, I I always had my qualms about him on the main roster. Now, that being said, that doesn't mean, like, WWE can't hold on to him. You know, we saw with Samoa Joe. And... and I, the fact that his contract, for how high on the card he is, uh, expired after the Great American Bash. What was that, in, in June? Was that last month?
0: Yeah. I mean... So, uh, yeah, Or July? Or July. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So the it fact was that it... was
0: close to 4th of July, yeah.
1: Right. So the fact that it was allowed to expire and then... Uh, it just kind of boggles the mind for for a company that size. Like you just have a spreadsheet, you know, and alerts when dates are coming up. Um, so yeah, it's it's weird. But he could stay with WWE. It doesn't necessarily mean he's definitely going or anything. But uh, you know, he could have pulled a Lex Luger. He could have been a prick about it if he wanted to. But the fact that he was willing to stay longer and uh, you know just kind of kind of shows uh, the kind of professional that he is.
2: Yeah, it does, and, you know, yeah, I mean, it's, nothing's a guarantee of, of him leaving just yet. I mean, really, if you're Adam Cole, you're, in some ways, you have, you're in the best possible negotiation tactic. The fact that uh, Wrestling Inc. <laughs> broke this story and it's out there, uh, WWE has lost some leverage there. This is now going to play out one way or the other in the public eye. Um, so, and that's, and w, of course, WWE does not want that. Uh, so, You know, if you're Adam Cole, I mean, there still is the risk to this to the second part of Van Dam Pickahan's question. There's always the risk of, yeah, you could go ahead. If you're Adam Cole, you can negotiate some kind of great downside guarantee and maybe a few extra days off and whatever the case may be. But at any point, they could just cut you uh, and and boom, gone. But but still, you know, that's 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 the fact they can always do that. But it's still pretty good negotiation for him. It's pretty good leverage that right now this is in the public eye uh he is where he is on the card of NXT. Now, you could also say well, he hasn't been on Raw or Smackdown. It's, you know, it's been this many years he still is not on Raw or Smackdown regularly. Uh it, you know, is that an, is that a sign of what his future would be? You know, and I don't know if that's fair to say or not. For all we know, Raw or Smackdown may have wanted him prior and Triple H fought harder to keep him when it was able to win. You know, so you know, there's a lot of things you never quite know. So, um, but but for Adam Cole, this is a great position to be in. And yeah, he fit right in with AEW. Bray's different. I mean, Adam Cole kind of blends more in, and I don't mean that as a knock, but he, you know, that he he just kind of blends more in in AEW fits, but Bray would certainly stand out, but at the same time, Adam Cole can still just be Adam Cole. He can be right. the same name, he has the babe. He can kind of pick right up. Bray Wyatt has become so famous, you know. No, you know, he's not going to be repackaged as Husky Harris again in AEW. He's become so <laughs> famous as Bray Wyatt and the Fiend so much that are properties that wb I, I would imagine, owns. So it's kind of like you got to really start over with Bray. And you know, how how you, how close do you want to be to what you're trying to do with Malachi Black in terms of, you know, a, a character that has a, a dark side or a supernatural side. So you know, you, you have to think in that. Respect too, if you're Bray Wyatt, and okay, what do you do next? You know, is is there a spot for you in AEW? Is it the best use for you? Uh, and and what are you going to be if you're not going to be Bray Wyatt? Yeah, and I think with Adam Cole too, it's his contract's expiring,
1: so he, he, he's not released, so he wouldn't have a 90 day non compete. So that means it's up the day after SummerSlam, uh, that, that that following Wednesday, he could appear on Dynamite if if a deal is done. So
0: I I have a feeling he's going to stay with WWE. I. I could be totally wrong. I've never talked to the guy. I just, I don't know. I just get this feeling that he's got a good relationship with them. I can't imagine him turning away from everything that they've done so far, but you're right. I mean, who knows? I mean, at the end of the day, he knows what's best for him more than anyone else. But Justin, to your point, yeah, the perfect, I mean, negotiation situation right now for him. Uh, it'll be yeah. interesting. I mean, it's, it's easy to say too, that like, Oh, he'll get, you know, quote unquote buried if he goes to SmackDown or raw, but at the same time, Right now, AEW's pretty packed with some big names as well. So neither of those companies are necessarily slam dunks. You're going to be the feature guy anytime soon, except for NXT for him, the way I see it.
2: And that's, that's the thing. You know, you're right, Jack. Um, you know, AEW with, obviously, United Center sells out. So all, and United Center sells out. Let's make this clear. Mm-hmm. AEW has got a great product going on, and this new show, Rampage, is going to be exciting. But AEW sells out United Center in Chicago strictly not strictly but largely due to the rumor circulating of cm punk is aew bound so you have cm punk you think aew bound daniel bryan we think aew bound malachi black has just showed up WWE keeps releasing people you know so you're just you know so you're also looking if you're an adam cole or bray wyatt you know are, are you going to get lost in the shuffle is your debut going to be as big of a deal is it going to you know like i mean the, all things to consider and, and you know if you have listened, if you if you listened to any interview or talked to adam cole you you can see he He's a. He was always a huge WWE fan. He's a huge Shawn Michaels fan. So I do think there is still something in the fan in him. Uh, of you are there, you are sitting under the Shawn Michaels learning tree. You still want to get to a WrestleMania. You know you have the ability. You just want to hope that they're going to allow you to to show it. Um, so I think all those things play into the, to play into it of okay. Did you did you did you did you get all that you think you can get out of in that company that you strive to be at since you were a boy? Right. He's someone, too, that I just...
0: Whoever gets him is very fortunate because he's someone that I think... Even when I don't think I'm going to care about what he's doing, he somehow gets me to care about every rivalry, every match. He's he's just amazing, I think, all around. Um, and huge signing for whoever does, whether it's a re-signing at WWE or whether he goes somewhere else. It's going to be a big deal for them.
1: He can cut a great promo. He's great in the ring. Uh, he's he's over. Uh, he's got charisma. And those are those are all trademark qualities to have you know so yeah
0: Yeah. um gaming sage pro asks in the chat do you think it's a bad move piping audio and muting the live audience i think it seems petty for someone who doesn't see aew as competition um i don't know if it's a competition thing but um I, if you can have live audio audio, that's always better, I think, but I don't know what they're working with over there. I don't know if they did. I don't think they were muting
1: the live audience because you've heard the crowd during the main event, they were pretty loud and uh, early in the show they were loud too. I think they just took the crowd out of the show. Um, and because you if you look in the crowd, it's not like people are look like they're you know cheering or, or booing or doing anything. They just look like they were just sitting there on their you know on their hands. They did pipe in audio. Uh, the, the,
2: the there was a, the, the,
1: right. During the Drew McIntyre yeah. entrance. But, yeah. but the rest yeah. of the show didn't sound like anything was piped in.
2: No, it didn't. It really didn't.
0: Yeah. It got quiet at certain points too. So if they were piping it in, I think they would have covered that up a little bit more, but yeah, I don't know if it was, they were piping it in or if it, they just hit the wrong button. I don't know. Cause it, it
1: was Michael Cole saying, you know, something <laughs> like he's a 16 time world champion. And, uh, I wouldn't think that's like the track you would have for you know
0: for the audio i'm sure someone got ripped a new one after that happened by the way <laughs> yeah. uh backstage uh loki07 in the chat says cole can't live with his girlfriend being more over than him i say he's aew bound all his friends are there it makes sense uh i get why people say that i don't know if you guys have an opinion on this but like if i'm working at uh, you know if i got a job at let's say uh burger king and i'm making more money than i all my friends over at mcdonald's i'm not going to go to mcdonald's just cuz my friends are there at the end of the day it's a job right i i think you just you have to do what's best for your career but i don't know if you guys have any opinions on switching teams to be with your friends i
1: i think him seeing what they're doing um you know and how they're being used you know if they were just if he had a bunch of friends in in impact i doubt he'd go there, you know? Um, and he probably does. Right. Um, yeah. I, I think just the best career move. I, I, I don't agree with the girlfriend thing. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I I, I, I know for me, I love it when my wife does better than I do. So,
2: yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and people, it's not like there's like this wall where he doesn't like, yeah, his girlfriend works there. So he still can go to hang out with his girlfriend and her, Co-workers and and go, like it's 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 not like he doesn't get to still see and be around his friends, right? Uh, you know, so it's not like there's like this forbidden, you know. It's not <laughs> like he doesn't show up around AEW events, uh, right. like privately. I mean, you know what I mean? It's just right.
0: Like, it's go. like Romeo and Juliet. It's a forbidden love because they're yeah. at different companies. <laughs> the
2: the forbidden <laughs> the forbidden door swings open in New Japan, but damn it, you better close. it Adam Cole is not coming to dinner with us tonight. You know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
0: And then, uh, Zook Enigma says, Vince said he's given AEW a lot more superstars. Uh, he did. And, um, uh, I, yeah. apparently, like, apparently he wasn't lying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, good on uh, anyone who's looking to hire wrestlers, good on them. And, uh, again, it's hopefully everyone lands on their feet. You know, sometimes as fans, it's easy to get into the, you know, fantasy booking. But at the end of the day, it is people's livelihood. I hope they land on their feet and do okay. Uh, but speaking of, Someone who's now available to work elsewhere. Wrestling Inc. also had the exclusive on uh, Ric Flair being gone from the WWE. I guess Wrestling Inc. and Fightful confirmed that Ric Flair is no longer with WWE. According to sources close to the situation, Flair requested the release and it was granted effective today. Uh, Flair re-signed from WWE last year and he was recently involved in the relationship with Lacey Evans. And uh, that was ultimately nixed once Evans got legitimately pregnant. Um this one doesn't necessarily surprise me all that much. I mean Rick Flair is a big name and it's kind of weird that he's not with WWE, but at the same time I don't know, Rick Flair is everywhere. I feel like he uh uh him moving on to do something different wouldn't be that shocking to me. Do you yeah. guys have any thoughts on it? Yeah, I mean, I think
1: I mean, when uh, Rick Flair is, uh, you know, just kind of a pop cultural probably the best known wrestler outside of hulk hogan's maybe steve austin the rock but um you know he's still cool to like you know you you have songs reference him you got rick flair drip i mean he's still mm-hmm. cool uh, and um yeah you know I, I gotta think he wouldn't want his release from a wrestling contract because he he can do other stuff uh so i've got to think he probably wants to do other stuff in wrestling
2: yeah, I mean, you know, I, I can see again, I can, I guess, try to put myself in Vince's shoes if, you know, Rick, in fact, is talking to Vince and asking for the release. I can see Vince saying, okay, you know, well, go, go, go elsewhere. If you're not happier, you know, obviously, I'm not, you know, I'm not putting you in a main event of WrestleMania or anything, but, you know, but still, like Rosh said, I mean, he, this is, it's Rick Flair. I mean, so you know if it's one thing that when jake the snake robert shows up at lance archer and Arn anderson and tully and whatever but you know if rick freaking flair shows up in another wrestling company and i know that he had a obviously had his run and impact but even still i just that's uh you know that's that's just not a good look but i i think what this really what I, what I think affects us the most is charlotte is i think that this you know while while we're saying on the one hand you know adam cole can be in a separate place than, than his girlfriend um i think Charlotte, based upon the way booking has gone in, you know, in recent months and year for her, uh, I think based upon her real life fiance and the this, uh, his the way his WWE time went and ended, and now of course he's in AEW. Uh, I think all that's and then now her father being unhappy and to the point of saying, "I'm, I'm, I don't want to be, I don't want to be the ambassador legend anymore for WWE. I want to be free to go elsewhere in the wrestling world." I think that all plays a factor to her. Uh, I mean, and quite frankly, what else is she going to do in WWE? She's she's won the title eleven times. She's main event evented WrestleMania. She's been the first of, and you know, th- there's not much more for her to do. Um, so I, I think this is. I think that's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at Charlotte Flair and thinking, all right, t- how much is left on her contract? Because I, I don't think she's a lock to be sticking around now. Yeah, do you
1: pair Flair with a uh, Rick? Rick that is with Andrade and kind of play off of that, or? I know they just put him with Chavo,
2: but it's Ric Flair. <laughs> so Rick could show up and chop the hell out of Chavo and get Chavo out of there. Yeah, I don't know, but but you know what I mean. I I, I do think it's all relevant. I think I think that I don't know. Charlotte. My immediate thought, Raj, when you broke that news, was uh, this is going to somehow affect Charlotte. I mean that, that that could be
0: again the whole family going over to or uh, we don't know what Ric Flair is right. doing. I shouldn't I shouldn't. uh Assume, but uh, yeah, it's it is interesting. The whole family has now left the WWE, and well, not not Charlotte, just just Andrade well, and Rick. Well, that's what I mean. Andrade and Rick has left, and now so now Charlotte is probably wondering, but again, who knows? Similar to Adam Cole, she might say, Hey, good luck to you guys, I'm doing
2: just fine. Uh,
0: Aaron, A- w- and AEW
2: can recreate the four horsemen now, they could, yeah, really they really have, they yeah. have, yeah. And was it Rick, Raj, wasn't Rick who AEW wanted originally to present the belt, and the, the, the spot that Bret Hart ended up doing? That was the
1: rumor, but I, I believe it was Tony in an interview that said that it wasn't true, like the, the plan was always for Bret. Hmm. Or maybe Rick said it. Maybe Rick said it in an interview with us, actually, <laughs> that uh, <laughs> he, was, he, he wasn't contacted. But, you know, Rick, man, I always thought he was a, a lifer, a WWE lifer. And yeah,
0: it's, that, that it's was- interesting that was more my surprise with him leaving is like, I just thought he'd always be one of those guys at the very least as a talking head on a documentary or something, by the way, shout out to Aaron G for the super chat. Thank you so much. Um, I, that, that was my big thing is I just figured he would always be doing that. But again, if he's asking for his request, I have a feeling he just wants to make appearances somewhere else or something along those lines, but it wouldn't shock me if he found his way back to the WWE before all is said and done. Um, Hey, you, a lot of people they're leaving. You say goodbye, I say hello. Fresh. What is Hello Fresh? With Hello Fresh, you get fresh, pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. You can skip the trips to the grocery store and count on Hello Fresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit. Hello Fresh cuts out stressful meal planning and grocery store trips with less prep less effort and minimal cleanup so you can enjoy cooking and get to dinner on the table in just about 30 minutes this summer hello fresh has everything you need even for grilling with grilling bundles uh burger packs surf and turf packs and more mean less shopping and more sizzle. I personally love these because they're quick and healthy so I can cook one up after recording this show and or if I'm doing an event or something like that and I get to fill up healthy without getting some greasy fast food stuff. Go to HelloFresh.com slash INC14 and use the code INC14 for up to 14 free meals plus free shipping. Again, go to HelloFresh.com slash INC14 and use code INC14 for up to 14 free meals plus shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Uh, Raj and Justin, I believe you too. You guys have used HelloFresh and uh, and love it. I I have never
1: had a dish there that I didn't like. And my kids love it. Uh, I mean, I've, I've tweeted pictures before. Uh, Whether it's a meatball, you know, this uh, it's like the Swedish meatballs dish. Uh, they have like this uh, a pork chop dish um and uh these kind of like fancy tacos but they don't take that long to make uh, because they send you everything and they, i mean everything was just delicious
2: yeah good quality and again if you're trying to like you know watch what you eat or you know if you don't want to get caught in that especially if you're back going to an office you're out in the go not you know working from home so easy to get that get in that trap of like you know door dashing or going through a drive through or something unhealthy or whatever so having something like hello fresh where you know, it's already you know minimal work for you to do, but it's 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 healthy, but it's good stuff. It's not you know boring, <laughs> boring uh, food you might associate with a, with a, with the diet or with you know healthier eating. It's it's I definitely would recommend it to anybody who's trying to uh, still have some good food, but but manage your portions. Also,
0: uh, pro tip, if you want to invite someone over and have a little date night, it makes it look like you know what you're doing in the <laughs> kitchen so you can put it all together and say, oh, yeah, I just made this little dish and they, they get super impressed. It looks like you did something great. But and really, HelloFresh did all the work.
2: That's a good point. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> then, then, then Jack pops the blue shoe and it's a complete night. <laughs> hey, when, they, when they're when they a sponsor, we'll talk about that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> they have been before. <laughs> that'll be an interesting segue uh, <laughs> speaking of segues let's get into raw are you guys ready to do this thing
1: <sighs>
2: i guess uh, <laughs> i called so, jack's bluff on the blue he's like oh man <laughs> oh no, man we're going by the way i was watching
1: this uh real quick before yeah. we get into raw i was watching this uh uh god what's the what's the big music uh music festival that Lollapalooza. Uh, Lollapalooza. no the other one um the rolling... Um, they, the, uh, they had it way back in the day, 50 years uh, ago. Woodstock. Woodstock, yes. Yeah. There's this uh, documentary on Woodstock, uh, uh, 99, and what a disaster that was on HBO. And there's a lot of Limp biscuit on there, and you two, two look a lot like him, Justin. <laughs> all, all I could keep thinking when they kept showing him. It's like, oh my goodness. I
2: had the red... Well, it's so funny. I I don't know if you saw uh, Joshua, um, who does Wrestling Inc. stuff on social media. Because you know, for the longest time, it was a big joke on this podcast. Especially when I'd have a red hat backwards, was you know, Glenn would just call me Fred Durst, and I, and I, admittedly, am then and still am a Limp Bizkit fan. And then when Fred Durst busted out the dad look at Lollapalooza, Joshua started this thing on social media, which was of like you know. Labar doesn't have the balls to try to re, to try to recreate that <laughs> new Fred Durst look. So I am I have been like looking online to see the cheapest, most efficient way I could try to pop that look on an episode. To... Uh, I need to see that. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen Fred a Lollapalooza? No. Uh, wait, totally. but we're not going into the raw until you do this. You <laughs> yes, haven't. She... See, you didn't see Fred a Lollapalooza? No. Google to- Fred totally Durst different Lollapalooza. person. <laughs> he purposely pulled out a dad look. You won't even recognize. You won't even think it's the right person. I huh? could,
0: I could walk right by him at the grocery store, and I wouldn't notice it was him. Oh,
1: jeez!
2: <laughs> but okay. it's him. When you watched, I watched the concert this weekend, and when you watch the full hour set, it's him. It sounds like him. He sounds the same, but he's at one point he's standing next to the sign language interpreter, and he's 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 dancing with the sign language interpreter. On the, I mean, it's is it's, that it's, a wig or is that his real hair? I think that's
1: a wig. Yeah, that's gotta be. But um, I right. mean, yeah. Uh, let's get uh, a couple yeah. of these super
0: chats and then yeah, get in the room. Keep on rolling, partner. Uh, <laughs> Steve, yeah. uh, Steven says, since uh, all guys can't, I, I think he means, since all guys can't jump to WWE right now, when they can, name three AEW talents WWE would see money in. Do you guys have uh, three that stand out to you as someone that WWE could uh, potentially pick up?
2: Um. Brit stands out because yeah. she's she she's proven she's versatile. She can play both the girl next door, all American girl, babyface. She can also play the bitchy heel, but she can also do the real life story. And speaking of being well educated and follow, still following her her degree and her passion for dentistry, so like that's WWE can package that in a million different ways, and they they run with that. So she sticks out. Um, you know, I mean, not none of the evps are going anywhere
1: right they're not yeah. going but you, I, i'm sure if they could they'd want you know if they
2: they'd want kenny omega um i out of all the evps i think the bucks are the most marketable i think i, mean, I think kenny just kind of gets lost in a a w shuffle honestly
1: i he probably would but i could see them still uh you know being interested but uh yeah yeah i mean there's not it's it's weird like who would be a good fit and there's just not a lot of MJF would be too, they would, he would be
2: too sterilized in WWE yeah. for, for his. But I could see them wanting him anyway.
0: Yeah, someone who uh, I, I could see them wanting, maybe a, a not so obvious, like not maybe not a big star just yet, someone I think they could develop a lot from, is the combo of both Penelope Ford and Kip Sabian. I think if they plug them into NXT and uh, get them up and running there, I think they could stand out a lot as people who aren't already, I guess, world champion top people right now um and then rematch 50 50 booking justin lopez <laughs> says uh tonight's raw felt like them saying F it." they have four shows coming to this area in the next few weeks we don't really need to try i
2: you
0: was know, <laughs> surprise? i thought this was a solid show i thought
2: i oh, thought they boy. did a lot of good stuff for chicago <laughs> standards this was a I didn't even. I, I had. I didn't believe they were in Chicago. I mean, I could see it's the Allstate Arena. So if you ever been in that arena, it's very distinct. But it did not feel like a Chicago show.
1: <laughs> yeah, because the Chicago crowds are usually hot, and they started hot, and then man, they just lost the crowd quick.
0: Yeah, they, they there it, were some quiet moments. I will give them that. There were quiet hours. <laughs> What is time, Raj? It's all (laughs) relative. A moment, an hour, whatever. Uh, King Rail says, uh, I have never missed a show. Love you guys. Tonight was a perfect day to take the night off. Ross sucked when T-Bar and Ali tag match uh, catches my interest, then it's probably time to clean the bathroom. (laughs) Uh,
1: Yeah, we'll get into that.
0: uh, Well, let's let's start with... um, the thing that took up most of the time for this week's episode, uh, Charlotte flair and Nikki a S H, uh, Charlotte comes out, cuts a promo. Uh, not sure. I liked the, um, the reference to the, um, uh, uh Simone Biles, oh, Simone. B- yeah. I don't, yeah. But I don't know if I like the reference to Biles, but, um, Overall, I thought she did a great promo, has a match with Nikki A.S.H., and I'm going to say it. You guys are going to disagree with me. I thought this was a star-making performance for Nikki A.S.H. I thought she was fantastic. She took a beating like a champ. Her facial expressions were awesome. She gets a clean win over one of the most dominant women in the women's division in history. I thought this was great. Uh, Justin, you let me know. Am I crazy? Am I off my rocker? Slightly.
2: Slightly. Uh, I mean, like, look, the the match was very entertaining. Uh, I mean, it, it they lived up to being in the main event slot. To, like, you know, have the you know have a match of the night. It was it was violent. Uh, the the, the powerbomb to the broadcast table on Nikki looked uh, brutal. You know, it was a really good match. But this whole thing just feels like, and I like the Nikki Ash character, by the way. I don't mind it. Yeah. But this whole thing feels like they're just they're just kind of stringing along to get to SummerSlam. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know if I belong, if I buy into any long term investment they're going to put in a Nikki, and that's a shame because again, I think that I think this character has potential, and it certainly can be a very fan favorite thing. I like the interaction she had with some of the kids coming to the ring, but it just kind of feels like they even know that they're they don't believe that she truly belongs in this main event.
1: Yeah, because I mean, they basically had her getting her ass kicked the whole match, yeah. and almost. Making you feel like she doesn't belong, but she gets lucky. It's almost like the one, two, three kid back
2: in the day. Exactly. That's the. That's exactly it. That's exactly what it feels like.
1: Yeah. And uh, and then once she loses the title, you know, I don't know. I I just kind of don't see them having big plans for her. But we'll see. Um, But just the way they booked her, um, I thought they just. She did get the win, but it was kind of a a, you know Charlotte slipped on a banana peel and kind of beat herself by going through that table. Um, So yeah. I, I But I thought it, it it was entertaining. This did get the crowd back because uh, the crowd was just almost asleep for uh, like an hour and a half of this show.
0: I want to say something here because everyone always complains about Charlotte Flair and her always getting pushed to the moon and all this other stuff. And I feel like like I think she's the goat of the women's division. I think she's amazing. Every time she's on, she always gets the crowd invested. Every time she's on, it seems to work. Is it fair that people judge her for being overused or overpushed when it seems like every time she's out there, she gets the crowd to turn and be into the match. Cause this happened with, uh, uh, Rhea Ripley in her match, I believe as well, where they were chanting Becky Lynch, but before the end of the match, they were saying, this is awesome.
1: Yeah. No, I think Charlotte's one of the best wrestlers they have, male or female. And, uh, I, I agree with the Simone Biles thing. I didn't really get where she was going. It's like they were trying too hard to sound current and use a current mm-hmm. reference. Um, but, she, yeah, she has it all. She has a presence, charisma. She can talk, and she can go in the ring. And she, anytime she's given time, uh, she almost always has a good match. Yeah,
2: yeah this, this, this feels like everything's a placeholder for Becky to return. Uh, even the fact that Charlotte continues to acknowledge the Becky chance again that's all the more reason why i like i like nikki as, a, as the fan and me but i just don't buy that this is anything long term
0: nikki's just so lovable maybe i'm just caught up in the moment but every time she's she on is. i I feel like i want to root for her i want to cheer for her and then so and again i think she just sold it with her facial expressions really well tonight i was I, if if that matters I, the whole time i thought even with the mask on you could tell she was really giving it everything i thought she did an amazing job tonight so I'm going to say it was great, but I guess everyone else has their opinion too. (laughs) I didn't think it was bad by any
1: means. I thought it was one of the best things on the show, actually. It's just, uh, you know, again, I I just don't see them having huge plans for her. Like on a main event level. She's not going to be headlining WrestleMania. Uh, Well, that's... She's not going to be headlining
0: SummerSlam. Right well you know, that's true oh man who knows a lot oh. of time between now and summer just, yeah, maybe so happen. could you imagine john cena roman reigns go on and then it's the uh, triple threat uh yeah. in any case uh in the chat val uh Parfinoff says aew would definitely like brian cage yeah that, that I, I think they.
1: It. she it probably means wwe would definitely like brian cage right or
0: yeah yeah that's what that's what it was meant there. Yeah. Oh yeah, WWE would definitely like Brian. And
1: he was—they had him signed uh, to a developmental deal, and, and they cut him. Oh. And really? they had
0: Lance Archer signed.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> how how long ago was that?
1: Oh, was geez, that, was that like
0: yeah. before Lucha Underground, or was that? Was before, I believe yeah. so. Yeah. Uh, crazy, but. Yeah, you never yeah. know. You never know what they're looking at when they make these decisions. So, mm-hmm. um, but we talked about Nikki, Nikki Ash, and uh, Charlotte. Let's talk about the person that is also going to be a part of that uh, three-way match for the women's title at SummerSlam. Rhea Ripley had a match against Nia Jax. I thought this was really cool. We finally get to see Rhea Ripley in a match against someone else, and it was just two two of the powerhouses of the women's division going at it. I thought it ended well because you have uh, Ripley getting a win, a nice clean win. You have Shayna and Nia Jax still kind of showing that issues between their team building up. Uh, Not sure if I was a big fan of the post-match attack. I don't know if that was necessary. But overall, again, I thought this told a good story. It was a fresh matchup. Uh, Raj, we'll start with you. Uh, How did you like this matchup and and where they went with it? Uh,
1: I thought it was good. I I thought it was a little long. Naya got busted open. I, I didn't see where she got where she got hurt. Um yeah. But yeah, I mean I thought it was I thought it was good. You know, Ria Rhea, Rhea's really good. I just she just doesn't have that character that I feel like it seems like something Vince would relate to. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I think, you know, that might hurt her a little with her booking, but she's really good in that ring and she can go.
2: Yeah, the match was longer than it needed to be, but I. But the fact that there was some blood, obviously unplanned, that always helps a little bit. And I did the same thing. I was going back a couple times. I tried to find the point where what, what prompted the blood. It, it didn't look like there was any one big thing. It kind of looked like I don't know, a nail or just I, like something random just started the smallest uh, cut, and then it just kind of just bled out from there. But there wasn't like any one definitive like, oh, that was it right there. I couldn't find because um, a lot of Rhea's shots that she was giving to Nia were hitting Nia in the chest area. She wasn't, you know, so I don't know. It seemed like it was something very random that, that, that happened just to catch Nia in a delicate spot near her eye, and again, it just created a, a nice visual as the blood kept going down. But, uh, yeah, I agree, Rush. Rhea's good, I mean, and she's got an athlete. I mean, she's got a unique look, but, yeah, yeah just something's, something still is missing That's that, that just doesn't, complete the package
1: just when i see her character too i just don't she just doesn't seem like someone who should just be there smiling all the time and they have her just smiling constantly and just i don't know it just doesn't connect with
0: me yeah i've said before she i she seems like someone back in nxt and i hate to be the back in nxt they were a great person but uh i think it felt like in nxt she was just being herself and it worked and now like i say it feels like a writer is trying to write what they think someone that looks like rhea ripley would do Right. As opposed to just letting her do what she would do, uh, it just doesn't—it doesn't feel authentic to me. But she's—if she's given the chance to go, she's amazing. Yeah. Um, Jack's in the chat says, "Y'all seen kick-ass movie? He got beat up most of the movie and came back and won. LOL. I had did see movie. <laughs> oh, uh, no, it's good. So he was almost a superhero himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah that- well well i guess the thing with the nikki ash though will be the follow through if if she loses at SummerSlam and then disappears this will all feel like a waste of time but when she wins and keeps the title until wrestlemania then you guys will say jack you were right <laughs> you <know? laughs> i have a feeling that won't be happening <laughs> M- me neither but <laughs> i'm gonna stick to it anyways uh But someone who's kept their title for a long time, we had Bobby Lashley finally accepts Bill Goldberg's challenge for the title. The big moment here, though, was earlier in the night when MVP got in the face of Goldberg's kid before eating a spear himself. It's official, guys. We all knew it was going to happen, but now it's official. Bobby Lashley, Bill Goldberg, SummerSlam. Uh, Justin, any thoughts on this development?
2: Well, yeah, we knew the match was going to happen. Uh, I, was, I was a little surprised by a lot of things in this. First off, I was actually surprised by Goldberg's initial pop that he got. Again, this is the first segment in the show. I'm expecting a Chicago crowd just to be you know, throwing beach balls around, yelling CM Punk, and they actually popped pretty hard for, for him, and they even did the Goldberg chant. So, I mean, that was good. They were playing along with what WWE wanted, uh, but then it looked like Goldberg kind of lost his train of thought, lost his lines there for a minute, kind of went in circles, and then that kind of uh, then – you know, all of a sudden we want Wyatt chance broke out. Uh, And from that point on, it's just kind of all kind of started going downhill. Um, You know, like they they didn't, they didn't acknowledge that that, unless I'm mistaken, somebody can correct me. I don't even think they actually said that that's his son until like until after everything was done. Like, Like when, when Lashley, like when Goldberg stops on his way into the ring, he stops and, talks to a son but they didn't acknowledge that that was a son i don't believe and then lashley gets out there and is staring at this guy i think commentary even said "And this fan right <laughs> like, yeah they didn't like, say that was his son so yeah because yeah. i'm looking and he's and you know the, the kid's wearing some random shirt he doesn't have a goldberg merchandise like, and then and, and, and not to mention goldberg has been they've had goldberg's i guess other son on a younger son when he first came back which was like a, the, i think the this is they, the same guy no no yeah, way. yeah. no yeah. that's what i heard it was the same guy the, the, but... the one when he first came back and he had like the brought the kid in the ring yeah because that was five years ago
1: why is that what? the same one 2016 right yeah, it was when we came back so five years yeah it's the same kid Wow, he grew up fast. All right. Well,
2: wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I felt old watching it. I'm like, oh man. Yeah. Well, I'm there going this kids like, going to college soon.
1: First it's <laughs> Dominic
2: Mysterio, now it's this kid. Well, my, my point my point being, it was just a little bit confusing. I was like, why do I care about this random fan? In like, I, I thought my first thought when I saw Lashley walk out to like get in the face of this guy, I'm like, oh, who's the in- who's this local Chicago indie worker that I have as a plant that Lashley's gonna beat up? That you know, and then all of a sudden at the end, they're like, oh, don't mess with Goldberg's son. I'm like, oh.
1: Right, whole thing was kind of weird, but it it was weird, yeah. And I again, I I agree with you, Justin. I felt like that announcer should have sold it that that was his son because that would have made a lot more sense. And I, I, I did kind of once you know MVP started saying your father is going to you know get it and and whatnot, um, you know I almost thought they were going to do something physical with him,
2: but but they didn't go in that direction. It's 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 a cheap, quick again. It's another quick way, cheap way to try to manufacture this match. I mean, it's for a title, so it matters. But it's like, why does Goldberg get to pop up? What's the big animosity? He wants to win the title again. And all of a sudden, Bobby Lashley is, he's next. It's like them trying to add some personal touch of why this 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 has some emotion to it. It's kind of like another version of Drew McIntyre and Jinder Mahal. Oh, we got to get personal. Let's fight over a damn sword. All right.
0: Yeah, it's, I, I let it pass as like a, I don't consider it bad because I get why they're doing it. But you're right. I'm not like. Well, now it's personal. Now right. I want to
1: see it. <laughs> yeah, because he yeah. talked smack to his kid for a second.
0: Right. Which, by the way, if your kid's sitting front row right there, of course the guy that you hate is going to talk smack to him. Come on. They should have the crap.
1: They should kick kicked the cat <laughs> Kick the crap out of the kid.
0: That would have been. That would have <laughs> been great. I was going to say, is he old? Like, how old is he? He can't be. He's he, probably. I don't
2: even know. Again, I thought that. <laughs> I <even laughs> <know the> same <laughs> kid. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. Oh, uh, so uh, Ricky in the chat saying, I think he was 15.
2: Uh, no, when, uh, when he Goldberg came, back, years he came that, back. That No, when Goldberg came back, the little boy that he had, like, you know, that he was like, I'm the back. Shirt off. Yeah, yeah. That, that kid was like 10 at most. Yeah, that's, so what, I would, no that's what I would guess.
0: Yeah. Uh, because I was going to say, I, I'm sure he has to be a certain age for them to do anything physical with him before they – Would allow them to do any type of uh anything where they beat him up or something
2: (laughs) well they're not Uh, he's not gonna do anything physical unless he's 18. yeah Yeah. uh
0: king rail in the chat says do you guys think vince is trying to start a monday night war meaning by releasing big names hoping AEW signs and goes to mondays if so who changes the landscape for me randy would bring
2: would be aew's hogan no, Vince, Vince and, and Nick Khan and everybody in the boardroom, they're trying to get the best PL possible. They're trying to have the best yeah. bottom line they can. That, that's all this is. They, they, they have the disguise of a pandemic where you can make cuts and you can just pass it off as budget and, and, who's, and you, know, you can only be questioned so much. They're setting up the best profit margins ever. And mm-hmm. whether that means they're setting up the best profit margins ever because they are, have an eye to sell it in the next two years or whether they just are – Loving the fact that their stock's going to go up. That's all. They're not trying to creep not, I'm not trying to hand ammo to the to the competition and say, "Hey, fire it back at us." These Mondays have been pretty boring to us. Like, come on, now. Yeah,
1: I, I just wonder yeah. if some of it is just them trying to get them to come back at a lower rate. Um, that would shock me. Yeah, I,
2: I I could see like with Braun, I could see them having. Not like buyer's remorse. Like I see them saying, "Oh wow, we agreed to this whatever whatever Braun was making," and when you know when they thought a couple of years ago that he's the next guy, and then if at some point they realize, you know, they he's not the guy that we he's not going to be what we thought, so you cut him, and now if he wants to come back, you can bring him back, but yeah, less than a right. right, million dollars he was making. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think
0: one point two, I think, is what he was making. So, yeah. uh, uh, and Antoine Fair says Corey did say he fist bumped his son. Um, going back to the release, thing, I kind of just get the idea they are trying to keep it pro- uh, profitable. But I kind of get the feeling that they believe that people will tune in regardless of who the, who's there, outside of a handful of big names. And so, yeah. if, it, if if it's Roman Reigns selling the tickets, then who cares? You know, and there, I think the view is who cares? Who yeah, if they're here. not
1: if they're not moving numbers, uh, then why pay right. a lot
2: and, and try to re renegotiate or, you know, maybe. Right. Yeah. No, you, but you're right, Jack. They, they believe nothing is bigger than the machine. They right. believe right. it's just like, you know, WrestleMania sells on its name. They don't have to announce the main event. The WrestleMania sells out in November before they have, you know, like WWE is bigger than any, with the, again, with the exception of a John Cena or whatever, you know, WWE is bigger than anybody. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then Brand Hall says he is 15
0: years old now. Uh, speaking of Gage Goldberg, and uh, Antoine Fair says, uh, Golden son is turning six. I guess I think that's Golden Goldberg's son. son it's turning 16 now. He is a big football prospect in Texas. <clears throat> um, I would imagine so. With a dad like Goldberg, you probably get people looking your way. Right. Uh, I, I will say this Goldberg looked like he was in great shape. Um, he did get yes.
1: a little lost during his promo, um, and he was like, "I'm going to kill you," which they usually don't use those <laughs> words on WWE TV. Right. And though there was a sword being a sword being swung later, but um, yeah, 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 I, I didn't get what his point really was, but people, you know, he was, he, was, he was over.
0: Yeah. Go- Goldberg. I, I was <laughs> chanting with him. I love Goldberg. Uh, someone who didn't get the, the, quite the reaction was, uh, uh, you know, unfortunately was carrying uh, cross versus Keith Lee was kind of a, a big thing on the internet, on Twitter. When it happened, uh, I want to ask you guys this and, and Justin, we'll start with you. Uh, everyone said that Keith Lee needs to get some wins. He got a win tonight. Was this the right call?
2: Well, not against – no, it's not the right call against K- Karrion Kross. Uh, I mean, I kind of – I had a feeling this was going to happen because, well, one, it's a rematch of the week before, and that tends to be 50-50. Right. Also, you know, Keith Lee's coming out. They, You know, they're showing a, a flashback of him beating Randy Orton on a pay-per-view last year. So, uh, by doing all that, that kind of set up here to me like, okay, they, they might have a plan here that Lee's going to win, which, in fact, he did. Um, they're, they're, this is such – they so. First off, that doesn't that doesn't all automatically just you know reenergize Keith Lee. It's going to take more than just that. But this, the, the carrying crawl. This is this is already some mud, mud, muddied water. It's it's unbelievable. Like they have managed in three weeks to strip so much of this special aura and protection that he had in NXT. I mean, in NXT, even his matches. It was he was protected by a certain way of what he would sell and ha- And they've just completely wiped that away. And I, and I I've heard talk of oh well, the original plan and of course jeff hardy got you know gets covid so out you know the only plan is have have hardy beat him a bunch of times and bring scarlet in to be his you know what brings him back to you know i don't know whatever this whole thing is so muddied it's 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 embarrassing that he literally is carrying cross on a monday night is what he is tonight and then he you know then they gotta flick the switch to remind you he's nxt champion tomorrow night it's
1: it's bizarre how they're doing it because he's with scarlet on nxt um and he's involved in probably the hottest feud in nxt in a while uh mm-hmm. with samoa joe and this just takes a lot of that aura off of him it's like oh just this regular joe is their champion and you know he's uh i don't know i just think they're just just botching it t- terribly and uh you know, again, I, I don't think you should beat Keith Lee right now either. He just came back. And you have a roster. Rana sometimes feels like there's only like 12 people on the roster with how they just repeat the same matches over and over again. And, and you forget there's, you got your Angel Garzas and your Drew Gulak's and all these other guys out there, R Truth and uh, all these guys that you could be mixing. You, you know, when two people are feuding, that doesn't mean they have to wrestle each other every single week uh you, you do other things to create a story and have them beat other people. and So, yeah, I think Keith Lee should have beaten someone else. I don't think Karrion Kross should even be on the main roster right now if this is what they're using him for. And until he loses the NXT title, then come back and, you know, start him off hot as opposed to just losing constantly.
0: Yeah, it's it's such a weird thing. Again, it feels so easy just have him beat. If you're going to have him on there, just have him beat many of the people who are, not on TV right now but right I, I i just it's it's funny we always say 50-50 booking but at this point both these guys over the past 3 weeks are uh they're only winning 33% of the time they're both <laughs> one and two at this point so right. they're not even 50-50 at this point
1: they're 50-50 uh, against each other charlotte yeah. and nikki that was 50-50 we will get to ali uh yeah.
0: yeah um but before we get to someone who's not fifty fifty. uh we have someone who wins quite often and that was drew versus veer and Shanky uh this one kind of went how you'd expect it at first where you know Drew's fighting off two guys I thought it was really clever not really necessarily clever but it was a good move to have it end in DQ because then you know Jinder Mahal gets his shots in but then then the story breaks then the big news happens Drew grabs a sword and fights them off with a sword in the middle of the ring Justin can you can you help me out is is this shouldn't he go to jail if he's swinging a (laughs) sword like did he really plan on murdering them with the sword in the ring what am I supposed to expect as a viewer
2: this sucks this this might be one of my my least favorite parts of the entire show and and, and it makes me that much angrier because I like both Drew McIntyre and Jinder Mahal Uh, and again I said this before you have this is a layup the, these yeah. are two guys that travel together. These are two guys that were obviously in a group, you know famously at, at one of the worst booking times of their career. Where they were low on the card, were in, in a ridiculous group that's you know and and f- that that that's that people still remember. Like this is easy. Why? <laughs> Why? And yeah, this, this, the sword's lame because no, everybody knows he's not gonna you. You can't use the damn sword. So it's just it's just lame. It it this is it's so aggravating. It it sucks. Everybody yeah, sucks. I agree.
1: It, you know, it always reminds me of sometimes they just get in their own. They get in their own way. You know, I always think of famously Bret Hart when he came back, and him and Vince, such a natural. You don't need to do anything. And then they had Vince hitting him with a car and all this crap, and it it just it just made it from something that was a real issue into something that was just kind of ha ha, uh, just regular pro wrestling. Uh, that spot where Drew, uh, you know, swung the sword. I'm having a hard time saying sword, sword today. He swung, swung, the, swung the sword, and uh, you know, Jinder hit him with the chair. That is risky as hell. I was surprised they did that because you don't want to be flinging a sword fast, you know.
0: Yeah, uh, I was thinking watching this that maybe they thought to themselves, hey, AEW had light bulbs last week. Let's show them that we can one-up that and bring a sword out. I can't believe I'm saying that out loud. He brought a sword, a a giant sword into the middle of the ring to fight these guys off. I, I thought they were absolutely correct in the way they all ran away right after the match. Yeah, this guy's insane. He brought a sword into the ring. It's just it's madness. I, I don't know. But yeah. It's, uh, it's absurd. Uh, Michael in the chat says, uh, "WW talent walking on eggshells in the back with Jobs in Jeopardy. Cole will be a great fit in AEW. Charlotte comments sounded like a jab to Bray. Um, not sure which exact comment that was, but it uh, sounds like a time to be
1: uh, cautious. I don't, I don't think anyone would be taking shots at Bray on the show. Um, it would just it just makes them look bad. So, no, um, yeah.
0: Bray was ready to return. He was ready to go. Um, and then Antoine Fair says, "Just like you can sue someone when you fight for a living." Well, one is with a fight. Yeah, you could. Yeah, you could go to jail.
1: Um, yeah. But a, a sword is murder. <laughs> that's right. A, that's way more extreme. <laughs> <I can't>, yeah. <laughs>
0: Like, there's some level of, like, you know, you <laughs> used to disbelief for a little bit, but he, he yeah. brought a... You could uh,
1: legally fight, you know, you could legally yeah. uh, go, go into MMA. You, you can't legally be hitting, well, I guess maybe deathmatch wrestling you kind of can. Yeah.
0: May, maybe, I don't know. It's just, it, it's so fun to say that he oh. brought a sword into the ring. <laughs> I love, uh,
2: that's the, that, I love that's the distinction this, that our analysis has to make on this podcast. The sword is murder. <laughs> <laughs> Let's
0: get into the difference between assault and murder with a giant broadsword on national television. Uh, Drew and the main event, uh, far too violent. Can AEW call WWE sponsors or get a mainstream hack reporter to bash this match? Um, I didn't think yeah, that was that. that violent at all. No. I mean, it was going
1: through the rails and
0: the table. We've done that forever. Um, yeah. I think, I think he's, I think JJ is being a little sarcastic to the story of uh, ah, gotcha. what happened with uh, the, the pizza cutter.
1: Uh, yeah. Okay. Domino's releasing that statement. Yeah. yeah I, got, I got it. Okay.
2: No, it's still you. funny as hell that they, they, they used a pizza cutter in a death match, and literally they, they break to the picture in picture. Dominoes is the first right. commercial they had.
1: And I don't know about you, I'm not a big death match fan, and, and you know, I did not, I was not craving Dominoes when they cut to, to <laughs> Dominoes
0: right there. <laughs> it that was that was hilarious. I agree. I'm not a huge death match fan myself either, but uh, yeah, what a poorly timed situation. I can actually, I get what Domino's being a little frustrated about that. Um, but at the same time, I think they could have played it a little bit better if they wanted to. Yeah. Um,
1: Action Jackson pointing out the Berserker tried stabbing Undertaker with one back in the day. Yeah, he like the sword went through the ring.
0: Right. Oh, but that was back in the day. It was different back yeah, right. then. It was different. <laughs> yeah. Um, so speaking of different, we had Evolution and Dewdrop uh, in a match with Tamina dewdrop looking strong, but takes the L after Eva tries to help her out and give her advice, and the advice backfires. Uh, I thought this was great because Tamina gets a win, the champion gets a win. Doudrop still looked dominant, but uh, took an L that kept their friction as a team going. But the story here, guys, is Alexa Bliss just got wiped out in the, in the playhouse, and then... Then the magic happened. Then Lily stands up on her own. <laughs> and Raj, I know you were just <laughs> loving that. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, my God. It was... Uh, I hate this stuff. But, uh, you know, the Dewdrop, even Marie, they're kind of 50-50 right now, win one week, lose the next. Um, eh, I mean, it just feels like they're um, running on a treadmill right now. It's not really... Yeah, I don't know.
2: Yeah, I don't think anybody knows what the end game is here. I don't think, I don't think anybody knows there internally. Are we? Is somebody gonna like embody Lily? Are we? Is Lily gonna come to life in human form? I don't think they know yet when they're gonna have dewdrop and even Marie break off. Obviously, Tamina gets a win, good for her, but they got a wrench thrown there with Natty getting her ankle busted. Like, I don't think they know anything. I think this is just I, a complete. I, I'm pretty remake. sure they don't. Yeah. And
1: especially with the with the women's division, I feel like they just book on the fly. You know, like for a while, there Bailey and Sasha looked like they were breaking up, and then they didn't tip for years late until years later. Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss, they looked like that was the uh, natural way where they were going with that when they were paired together was to have Alexa eventually turn on her. They never they never got there, and everything just kind of fizzled out.
0: Yeah, it does feel a little week to week but i will say as far as the 50 50 booking goes it actually i think it works for dewdrop and eva marie because that is sort of what's going on with the team they're not completely failing but there are issues where they fail at at times so that one actually doesn't bother me quite as much the lily thing i loved until the doll sat up like when she when alexa bliss just got blasted from behind i thought that was great and then the the doll sat up and I was not happy about that part. because <laughs> uh, then it became magic y again. But I wanted to see him get into fights. I wanna see it, I wanna see Alexa Bliss fight instead of using the magic. And I was hoping that's where it was going.
2: I'll tell you where it's going. Yeah, you know, we have Lily sit up uh, and then like two commercial blocks later, USA starts running the advertisements for how coming this October a new series, Chucky. They're doing the Chucky series uh that's where that's where the cross promotions headed right to we're gonna have lily we're, Ch- chucky's <laughs> gonna be in the ring with with alexa bliss and that, that's where we're headed to. i so, hate that you're you're right i gotta hope i hope, I, I I hope hate, that doesn't hate, happen
0: i hate that you're so probably dead on with that <laughs> now did, 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 is she because
1: she hasn't really she, she was feuding with Shayna baszler right they just kind of dropped that yeah because they were doing a you know alexa had Shayna run in and all the stuff falling on her i forget they did a match on a pay-per-view right or did they not they did okay maybe that, maybe that maybe that was the end of the feud then all right
0: maybe i think Shayna was just like look she's scary she has magic powers i don't want to deal with it uh <laughs> as tough as i am i'm just i'm gonna chalk this one up as an l and move on yeah. <laughs> so maybe that's what happened i don't i don't know but yeah. uh um In any case, in a place where we do know what happened, we had uh, T-Bar and Mace taking on uh, Mustafa Ali and Mansoor. The crowd loved Ali, of course, because he's from Chicago. Uh, But uh, this match, it ends with uh, the 50-50 booking thing, of course. T-Bar and Mace, they get the win. The big thing that happened, though, I think, is that at the end, when it came time for a beatdown, Ali actually saved Mansoor from the beatdown and took the chokeslam himself. I loved this. I thought it showed that they're more than just a forced-together team, that Ali is starting to buy in. Justin, are you starting to buy in on this team?
2: Yeah, I wouldn't say that, but I I didn't hate this match and segment. You know, I, I liked I liked the to... What we're starting here with Ali Mansoor, and you know maybe working them into a babyface tag team eventually. Uh, I like to win for T Bar and May. I mean, I, T Bar Mace for if we if you can block out the ridiculousness of the origins of, of how bad Retribution was, just them two with their looks. They're both big guys. They hit that double choke slam where they sit down. Um, you know, you could do something with them, and it's not like you know it's not like the market's crowded in in, in the tag team division. I mean, you could. Do something with them, so I didn't mind as a whole what they, you know, maybe were planting the seeds for here. But again, if next week it'll probably all just get wiped away.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I, I really thought Ali and and um Amansoor should have won here just because that's the story that they're telling, and um and it's Ali's hometown. I know it's WWE. They always beat you in their hometown, your hometown. I wish they would just stop doing that. Um, it's not one thing where they they sometimes do it, sometimes don't. They almost always beat talent and it it seems like it's something that started with with brent hart like when he didn't want to lose in canada and since then it seems like they've been obsessed with beating talent in their in their hometown so anyway um i felt like they should have won yeah i agree with you about mason t-bar i think they need to be repackaged and and you could do something with them right now they don't have a story they don't really have any direction so there i don't see any reason why you don't do that as far as repackaged maybe with the draft that you know they can go and get new names and and, and go to smackdown or something but
0: um the, the only thing i don't really like about them right now is their names honestly right. but yeah. i think the way they again i i think of my i definitely see myself as a kid loving them and being just these big dudes with cool outfits i would think as a kid like they, they look cool with the face paint and stuff uh, I, I don't mean to say they're in the same conversation as the Road Warriors or Legion of Doom, but that same kind of like big dudes with cool outfits and face paint I could see latching onto as a kid. Um, so I don't, I, I like their look, but their names and I, I think just ties them back to that.
1: And by by doing the face paint, it makes them look like cheap knockoffs of
2: the Road Warriors, you know, as opposed to their own. Yeah. Their own thing, it didn't work for the Ascension. Why are we going to try to do this again? Uh, may the name Mace is fine for him, it's better than Dio Madden, but yeah, why? Well, I mean, I know the Vince like hates like first and last names, and I'm sure Dominic Dijakovic is way too many syllables for him. (laughs) But uh, T bar, come on now, yeah.
1: I I figured he wasn't going to be Dijakovic, but um. Mm.
2: Damn it, you can't say his name.
1: And they all already have one Dominic. It's like when Otis. What was Otis's last name? It was something really kind of hard to say.
0: Um, um
2: Do- what was his name?
0: Yeah. Wasn't it like uh it had like a um bulldozer kind of name to it, like Dozervich or something? Something like that, yeah. yeah but uh, I knew as soon as I heard saw that that they had names
1: not going with them to to Do- the Do- main
2: Do- roster. Do- Dozovic,
0: okay. okay. Uh, so yeah, it's, um, you yeah, know, I, I think these two teams, I mean, middle of the show tag team stuff, I think I thought it was fine, but I, I agree. I think my, why not let Ali get the win in his hometown? Even if you do a similar thing, you get that moment of everyone cheering. I don't, I, don't, sometimes it feels like WWE goes out of their way to make people not happy. Like right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, your first time back. It's the first time back in Chicago, you know, since the pandemic, Give them something to, to be happy about. But not only did they beat them, but then after the match was Ali got you know uh, beat up some more. So
0: it's just to drive it home that he's right. not he's <laughs> not looking good today. Um. So the uh. So we also had Miss TV tonight. The crowd, by the way, kind of loved Miss TV when it started. Uh. But um, I thought this was actually a good segment, if not for the fact that we had seen uh damian priest and ms go at it for so long already uh and not for the millionth time but i actually thought this was one of their better segments overall uh a- outside of their bad bunny stuff um turns into a tag team match after the break as there's always one match that does that throughout the show well, it was a singles match first singles match first and then a break and then did they finish the match yeah yeah yeah, yeah uh, got, priest got the win. priest
1: pinned morrison and then yeah, Sheamus and Ricochet came in afterwards, and then it turned into a tag match, which ended right. with Priest and Morrison again.
2: And, and to Roger's point earlier, like we couldn't find like we couldn't find somebody else to sit in backstage that we could just throw out there just to mix it up. To it's just so, yeah, it's so redundant.
0: Uh, I will say it was nice <clears> to see Ricochet have an excuse to come out and have a match and do his thing. Uh, anytime. I feel like he's great for this guy. I mean, I think you could do more with him, but I think if you're not going to have him on TV, I'd rather him at least do this, where he's coming out and just put in as part of a tag team and doing his flips and dives and everything else that makes him great. And I think Seamus is great too. So I was glad to see them out there, um, but it felt like they kind of overthought this one also. <laughs> I,
1: I got to say, I, I don't agree with you on this one at all. I thought yeah. the segment re- was really bad. Like, I thought it, it... This was where the crowd died. Like, you you know, Priest was doing his comedy. It was terrible. Uh, he was, they were doing all the, the, you know, wet jokes and moist jokes. Yeah. And, and the crowd, they made Priest look very uncool. Like, uh, he, he didn't look like someone you would, you know, uh, like... You know, someone would be like, "Hey, that guy is freaking a cool guy." He, he I just thought this just sucked the air out of the room, and uh, and then having those two back-to-back matches, and they were they were pretty long. This was about forty minutes with the Miz and Morrison from stop to to finish, and I just thought it sucked.
0: <clears throat> uh, you're being such a splash splashful right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, Just,
2: when I said earlier how like when the question about you know who from AEW did and I said like MJF would get so sterilized, this would be like the type of thing like they because I mean you can draw comparisons to MJF and Miz, but like the, the Miz is the ultimate WWE company guy. They're doing he do, you know he's in this sterile environment of not funny <laughs> material. All right.
1: Yeah, I felt bad for Priest because yeah. he you know he's got. He's got a cool look. He sounds cool, and they're just giving him just crap to work with.
0: I'm gonna say it. Miz and Morrison crack me up. I like it. I don't care. I'll. I will. I will put it out there. I think the uh, the the dripstick stuff is so stupid it makes me laugh. It, the the eight year old inside of me laugh. But I could uh, see
2: you being called like Jack Drip Drip. <laughs> you're like you,
0: you you'd be hanging out with them. Jack. I would totally hang out well, with Sean Morrison and Miz. Yeah. <laughs>
2: You're out there in LA. Yeah, it's all all you LA folks. Got, right. you, got, you got hair that you got hair that doesn't look real. Nice. <laughs> I don't
0: have quite the uh, the 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 horse mane that Morrison has, but uh, someday maybe. Yeah. I know um,
2: I know when you enter places, it's like slow motion. Jack Farmer's here. Yes. You know, I like... do
0: always raise one hand as well. <laughs> <Sometimes>. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh in any case I, I we'll we'll talk about this more next week when they have the match again uh we had a new matchup this week though reggie went up against Hazawa for a defense of the 24 7 title reggie i think is fun i like reggie i think it's cool that they're actually defending the title in matches uh raj how do you feel about 24 7 title being an actual title that's defended in matches of all things
1: i agree with you i like reggie too um you know he's it's different it's uh and the stuff he can do is just just looks awesome um again this is where wwe comedy just kind of got in the way went with tozawa doing the ninja mode stuff and then it just got so corny and i you know i don't know They, they just when was the last time you saw something on wwe tv that was really funny are you like Miz and Morrison? I guess.
0: <laughs> so I'm disqualified. Where,
1: where I'm like, where I'm like, hey, you know, t- like I got to get my wife and kids to see it because it's hilarious. I can't even think of a time uh, as, in recent memory.
0: It's actually that's actually a good question as far as what's funny beyond just as a wrest like I'm watching wrestling, but like what is on its own funny? I don't know. Where like where I would show a non wrestling fan is this funny?
2: Yeah. Like I would show a non wrestling fan some of the Cameron Grimes stuff in NXT. Yeah, I think him oh, and La Knight yeah. are great. Like, yeah. I, like I wouldn't be I wouldn't be embarrassed to show my neighbor. You know, give him a little context of the this, this, this. You know, yeah. but like that, that there's some stuff in NXT that I think comes off as um
0: yeah, it's agree. cool. But
2: yeah, but the stuff on Raw or SmackDown they all the stuff on Raw SmackDown they'll have something that's funny for a second and they and they and they kill the joke. They beat it to death.
1: Oh, I'll, I will tell you the, the the Roman Reigns promo about the missionary position that was pretty good. I thought that was pretty funny.
2: That was funny. The
0: yeah, the Cameron Grimes stuff. I think LA Knight and Cameron Grimes should just have their own TV show, and then just like <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't
1: want them to split off. I'm I'm really that, digging what they're doing.
0: Yeah, I just want to have them just doing their thing on a TV show, <laughs> like like an odd couple TV show.
1: Yeah, oh, uh, yeah. they're
0: together, but. And so back that to and
1: Samoa Joe and Carrying Cross. NXT has some good stuff going on right now. But
0: then, you know, again, they're making Cross look pretty weak on Raw. It's gotta be so frustrating trying to build up to that show when you have every Monday night it just slaps you in the face. <laughs> and just you have to like pretend like Monday nights aren't happening on NXT. <laughs> but um as we kind of wrap up here, we have a. Uh, Matt Riddle took on Omos. I thought it was a good match in the sense that Omos still looks big and powerful. Riddle got some offense in, uh, but a clean win for Omos and not a whole lot to, uh, to write home about, but any thoughts on you guys from you guys on this one last match Uh, to discuss?
2: Yeah. I thought this would look, you know, no AJ styles. I don't know where he was. I don't know if, you know, covid protocol just a night off whatever but you know not even there in the corner so omos gets his own entrance his own music um so it's a really a chance to shine I can't hide behind you know aj doing the doing the work here uh and I, I thought he looked really good you know obviously matt riddles a great opponent to have matt riddles a very talented guy but i thought omos and just again i every week i say it, something else i see about him impresses me whether it's whether it's how he's it selling whether it's just the in between stuff in between the moves, just the general confidence. He's, he's taking ownership real quick. And um, he seems like he, you know, probably said this about Braun five, six years ago. He seems like he's the next big thing that they're trying to that that they could be laying the groundwork for. So we'll see. Um, But uh, yeah, I I mean, I I still think Omos and AJ versus RK bro would be your best SummerSlam tag match you can come up with. But I mean, it's been six weeks now and Orton. Raj, I don't know if you know any more. On the record or off the record, but this the Orton thing is just weird right now. Yeah, he's just not there.
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, he was advertised for tonight, um, and not on TV, but locally he was advertised. So, and he was advertised for shows over the weekend, and he wasn't on those. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know anything other than that. Um, to your point about Omas, I agree. I thought he looked really good tonight. I was expecting this to be pretty bad. Uh, just with how much time they went, you you would think you can't put him out there for that long. And they went a decent amount of time. And Omos, he, he didn't... I, I could not see anywhere where he really screwed up. I thought, oh. you know, he, he dominated most of the match and everything. So he
2: didn't have to sell much. But I thought he looked good. I mean, I thought that this was the best he's looked yet. To, so. to put him in a, yeah, To put him in a one-on-one match, again, nowhere to hide for as long as it was. Right. And... In front of a Chicago crowd, which, you know, this Chicago crowd was friendly compared to previous time, right. but that's a, that's a gamble. Cause if he has one slip up, this is the crowd that's going to let you hear it. Right. Yeah.
0: And it's so, uh, but to the, to your guys's point about him being the next big thing as well, I believe riddle as well. I, this wouldn't shock me if these guys were fighting over a world title down the line. I think these guys are both going to be huge players in the future uh, and again, I th- I don't think Omos should be selling much. I don't think he should be. I think mean, he should be in control of every match he's in because right. that's who he is. I don't want to see him getting beat up and knocked down and looking weak. So this, I thought, was done really well. Is it something that I think – is it a match we'll talk about in a, two months? Probably not. But for yeah. a, a middle-of-the-show kind of thing, I thought it was great. Hopefully, whatever's going on with Randy Orton, he gets back, though.
1: Yeah. Kevin Nash, you know, on Stone Cold's, uh, on the Broken Skull Sessions, you know, they were talking about Omos, and Nash believes he's the real
0: deal. I mean, he seems
1: it. He's got got a great attitude, uh, apparently, and obviously he's got looks, you know, look, charisma,
0: size, obviously, so, um, he's someone to watch out for. Yeah, he'll be, he'll, he seems, you know, the sky's the limit for him, maybe higher because he's so tall, but, uh. (laughs) That uh, that does it for us. We've, we got through it. We got through raw you guys. So congratulations. We survived another one. Uh, any any final thoughts before we sign off?
1: Man, I, I wish they would mix the show up. You know, again, I think when they make the matches, when they make the call sheet for what's going on in the show, they need to make sure it's not something we've done in the previous two weeks. You know, keep it fresh. Because it just feels like a repeat. So much of it is a repeat. And they repeat stuff on SmackDown, too. But their other stuff is just so good on SmackDown that it's it doesn't stand out as much as it does on Raw. And uh, ugh, it's, I, I don't know, man. It's It's boring right now. Yeah. And I thought fans being back, they'd be trying harder. But it's pretty much the same show as we were getting before.
2: Yeah, I mean, look, in the, as I said, the WWE boardroom, they're making money. But, you know, to, when you have competition, whether you want to say they're competition or not, on uh, the same day, sell out uh, a bigger arena. The United Center is far bigger than the Allstate arena. Sell mm-hmm. out that, that building, all in the rumors of who they got coming. You know, a guy who very loudly left your company seven, eight years ago. You have all that going on, the, the negative press with the releases – and just to, yeah, again, just to roll out this kind of a show and the the, the redundancy and, and the questionable stuff like with guys like Harry and Cross, it just just makes you WWE seem so just damn tone deaf to everything that's going on. It's uh, it, you know it's it, yeah.
0: It, well, I, I it'll be very interesting, especially as football rolls around, if AEW is able to ever beat Raw in the ratings. I think that will be a very interesting day. Again, I always say I'm not really a huge ratings guy, but whenever things like that happen, it stands out to me, and if that happens, that could be a very interesting day at the office over at WWE, because
1: Yeah, I mean, their ratings usually go down 10% WWE when football season starts. Um, Sometimes it's more, um, and if AEW gets a bump with CM Punk and Daniel Bryan, and WWE drops, they're not going to be beating SmackDown anytime soon, but Raw, it's a it's a possibility.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think the you know even if that happens, Jack, I mean, it, it'd be a bi- you know it'd be a big story on wrestling. It could be something to talk about, but you know, be still going to at least publicly tout, oh, look at all the big YouTube numbers we do with the clips from Raw and this and that. But I think the bigger stories are, are are the 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 ones that go deeper. The stories you hear about of the networks, you know, double doing a double take of, well, why are you letting some of these guys go? Well, why is this guy? Showing up on the competition, yeah, I I think I think those are the things that are going to cut deeper. Is how do those play out? You know, that's you know that 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 to me is what that that to me is what can actually shake things up because those are the people that are giving WWE their biggest revenue streams, which is obviously their their TV money, right? Right. So that'll
0: be very interesting uh i think that does it for us uh anyone in the chat if you have any other comments let us know also thank you everyone for watching along thank you for listening along if you're listening on the podcast version if you could do us a favor hit hit the like button leave a comment subscribe in fact in the comments why don't you let us know scale of one to ten what you thought this episode of raw was if you thought it was good bad ugly uh whatever let us know what you think uh also let us know what you think of the show Uh, We are going to have another episode tomorrow to cover NXT right here on Wrestling Inc. As well as for AEW on Wednesday and another one on Friday for SmackDown. Plus all the news throughout the week. You just saw last week Wrestling Inc. and Raj here breaking news regularly. You got to check it out constantly. Um, I'm Jack Farmer. He is Justin Labar and he is Raj Geary. That does it for us folks and uh, make sure to tune in tomorrow for NXT's after show.
1: And NXT is still on sci fi by the way. Tomorrow.